0: Welcome to the weekend sports buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I am Kelly Patrick, joined in studio this morning by the lovely Ashley Miller, ready to talk about all things in the world of sports this morning from ten until noon, as we do every Sunday. How are you doing this morning, Ashley?
1: I am doing well, enjoying this uh, warmer than normal amazing. December here in am- Louisville.
0: Amazing that this is uh, this what is it December thirteenth? Yeah, and uh, shorts weather, beautiful. Global warming has its advantages.
1: It does. It does make me scared for like March because last year I felt like it was pretty warm until like November. And then when it hit us, it hit us really hard, but it was like late in the and It was like coming into the spring. It's weird. I don't know. Oxmoor but
0: Chrysler, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Deep and Ram Buzzline is 502 384 1450. We've got plenty to talk about this morning. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We got our man Brian the Insider on the
2: line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Doing wonderful. How are you guys doing, Ashley? Good morning.
1: Good morning, sunshine. How are you? Uh,
2: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I tell you, I want to talk about uh, the Cardinal basketball team. You know, watching watching the Cardinals yesterday, Ashley, you can tell me if you've ever seen Patino have so much talent uh, at, at Louisville.
1: No, I mean, it's shocking, actually, and not shocking, I guess, from a a fan perspective, because I think, you know, we got to see um, a little sneak peek of what they looked like in the preseason when no one was really paying attention to Louisville for anything besides the scandal, Um, and I think um, this team is turning out to be, like, they're definitely better than I thought, like, I think... um, Oh. It's
2: unbelievable, and you know we don't have Dang Adele. I went to the red. I went to the red white scrimmage. Dang Adele had thirty five points. He, he and Damian Lee dominated the scrimmage. I went to the. I think it was the second one, and he's not even playing. And I don't. I mean, I don't. I just never can imagine having so many. Uh, that are stepping up, and uh, Donovan Mitchell looked great yesterday. Yeah. Race Spaulding, Mango. What
0: about Race? Race Balding? Tell us about Race Balding. You how,
1: know what? How good mm. can this kid be? He can. Wow. You know, Kelly, that I was not a believer. Me neither. I, I watched him at not. the Derby
0: Classic, and I said, my God, I could post that guy up.
1: Seriously, I, I really, at the Derby Classic, I was like, why did Patina recruit this kid? Like, he's going and, to- and now,
0: all of a sudden, he looks like just a, a He a looks world, like he, he world could be beater. a star,
1: yeah. He really does. I really said— It's remarkable. Derek, I said to Derek, I said he yeah. will uh, transfer after his freshman year if he makes it the whole season. But that's how bad now he may Now he may transfer to the NBA. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, know about I that. A, I, mean, I give him another season or two for sure. But
0: realistically, Louisville still, oh yeah. admittedly, you know we've got Kentucky fans listening. And we got to be fair and balanced to some degree.
1: No, uh, we don't. Mike's not here.
0: Mike's not here. And, and the Skype's not working as of right now. So we'll get Mike on soon. But Louisville has, has other than Michigan State, which we lost to. I say we, but the Cardinals lost to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville hasn't faced much competition. I guess North Florida was a good team, um, but that's okay, right? I mean, we're still develop- well, developing like, and and rounding into shape before conference play.
1: Yeah, and I feel you know a lot of people I I think say those like oh well Louisville hasn't played anybody, but if you look at probably ninety to ninety five percent of big time college programs, they don't play anybody in the preseason. They they schedule those games to get the team tight, get them clicking on all cylinders, get them to, you know, develop some chemistry, see who can go, see who makes silly mistakes and those types of things. So when when we do get into um, ACC play, we have a little bit more um, of an idea of who's going to fill what roles and um, can go from there. But I honestly, I like the fact, especially with this team being young, being kind of a, um, a mutt, per se, with, you know, young players, transfer graduate players, um, I like them having the opportunity to get to know each other on the court and um, figure out who can do what and learn to trust each other before we really start getting pounded. And the fact that we only barely lost to Michigan State, um, even though I still think we should have won that game, I feel like that is very encouraging for the potential upside for this team. And Kentucky should be careful. They should be a little bit scared. They should be looking at that December 26th date with a side-eye because I don't really like the Kentucky team that I've watched play several times this season.
2: Well, I tell you, I, I disagree a little bit, Ashley. I, I do like, I don't know if you saw Kentucky yesterday, but I thought they were very impressive. They, that was a good Arizona State team. Now, they did have to come into a, a hostile environment, but I've been very impressed with everybody but the, the, and, and but the you still, and I checked yesterday, LaBissette, He's still projected as the number two pick. Check his storyline. He threw a goose egg across the board yesterday. But Marcus Lee looked great. Poitras looked good. And the guard rotation of Euless, Briscoe, and, uh, and uh, um, uh, what's the Canadian kid? Uh, um, Murray. looks great. Murray. Murray. I yeah. mean, I think Kentucky is going to be very, very tough. And I do think Kentucky will be favored at Rupp when Louisville plays them. But, uh, you know, this—we, this, I expected Kentucky to be this good. Kentucky started out number one. Uh, they do look good. It is surprising the no-show so far of this LaBissere uh, guy, and I'm sure he's going to turn it around. But clearly in my mind, and maybe it's because I'm a Cardinal fan, clearly the story is, I mean, to know what Patino has done with far less talent and far—I mean, we can actually shoot foul shots. We can actually hit three-point shots. We've got three-seven footers. I mean, I just can't. I mean, Patino has to pinch himself at night when he goes to sleep with the with the rotation and the talent he has. That's clearly the story in my mind. Mm.
1: I like that. I I just – I think – so I did not see the Arizona State game um, yesterday, but I did watch the game against Eastern in its entirety and um, a couple of other games before that. And I honestly – I don't know if it's that they play to the level of their competition or what, but I just felt like um, – they are not as dominant as I anticipated them to be. And maybe that's what my expectations were too high. But I don't...
2: Yeah, I think the big thing is we're used to seeing last year's team, you know, run to 38 and 0. They're not last year's team. They're, they they may win the national championship, but I don't think they have a better shot than about, a ha- you know, six or eight teams. But they got a lot of talent, and, and the difference between Kentucky this year and last year, in my opinion is their ability to throw out a real bad game. And I think they will throw out bad games, and last year's team didn't. But uh, they they have a, a lot of skill, and Marcus Lee looked very good yesterday, and Poitras looked like uh, the NBA first-round draft choice that they thought when he came in. He looked exceptional. So, And, and don't forget, Kentucky's going to get a, uh, I think a 6'10", 260 transfer, it, guess what, Ashley? Guess guess what? It's right in time for the Louisville game. Of course. So, Coach Cal's got a. Coach Cal's got a. I think he's an Australian, being gift wrapped from Australia, shipped over for Christmas, just in time for the Louisville game. They get more bulk underneath, so uh, it's a different ball game. You know, we've got the fifth year transfers, we've known about the one and dones but these mid year guys that opens up a whole new element. And uh, Kentucky's very talented.
1: Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's what it is, um, Brian, that they're they're inconsistent. and Because what I saw of them in the Duke game, when I saw them play Duke, I said, oh, man, this is a great team. And then you start to watch them and they lose to UCLA, and you're like, what? And then you yeah. watch them and they yeah. play Eastern Kentucky close for the majority of the game, and then you're like, hmm, maybe they're not so good. One or maybe- thing we've
2: got to keep in mind. Excuse me, one thing we've got to keep in mind, and I've said this all along, Cal is a great home coach, but Kentucky under Cal, they've had wonderful, crazy success, but they do not, unlike Patino, Cal is not a good road coach. So you're going to see, and I even predict a couple road losses to lesser SEC teams for this team. Cal has not done a good now. In Cal's defense, it's much tougher taking a young group on the road and all the rigors of road travel, it's better to have some senior and fifth-year leadership, but I look for Louisville to once again be probably the best road team in the country, but uh, you're going to see, as we did with UCLA, we're going to see Kentucky struggle against lesser teams on the road.
0: No question about it. I agree with you, (laughs) Brian. I know you were defending Kentucky to an extent, but you got to admit, this isn't the type of, of position Kentucky fans would, would opt for if they had the choice, right? I, I mean, if they had more upperclassmen, they had maybe even more impact freshmen, big guys, as they have in years past, this Kentucky team would not be, we wouldn't be saying today that that they lost to UCLA and that we expect that they'll lose to some SEC teams, would we?
2: No, no. This is not last year's Kentucky team. This is more, you know. And when what we're, we're seeing Carl Anthony Towns doing the NBA right now, we realize the amount they had the dominant big man in the game. Uh, but but LaBesser may end up being a good player, but he's certainly not in that conversation uh, as some of the great Kentucky fans. He's Just too, uh, he's too thin, and he doesn't have the the broad-shouldered wingspan that that Anthony Davis and uh, you know, so, I mean, it's it's not the same team, but, uh, hey, I can't be on the line much longer, guys, but I did, Ashley, I wanted to get your feedback on Mike. I saw an article by, and I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I saw an article uh, this past week about um, Patrick Towles, and Patrick Towles, once again, wants to say he loves loves Kentucky, but the reason he's leaving is he can't wait to play on Sundays in the NFL, and then Stoops, who I've question his judgment, came back out, and he reaffirmed, we're sorry we're losing Patrick Towles." And, and he told him, I look forward to watching you play on Sunday. My question, Ashley, is what game is he going to play on Sunday and, and what countries are going to be located in? What sport?
1: Um, he's going to be playing Monopoly on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I when I saw that article in the CJ this week, too, and I, I said – is he that good or did I miss something? Like I think I missed something. If he really he thinks he has potential to play in the NFL, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not sure of a program that he could go into. It's not basketball. Like you got to go if you're going to go to another program and learn an an entire new offensive scheme and jump right out there. I don't know. You
2: know, I, I don't know. You know, I know uh, I think the country's got a problem with all our, all of our universities setting up false expectations for their students, uh, and I think that's a ba- major problem going. But why somebody hasn't sat this kid down and said, look, Junior, uh, you know, just because you're 6'5", 260, doesn't mean that doesn't – and you can probably throw the ball far. The, today's quarterbacks, especially at the NFL level, have to have some mobility, and uh, and you don't. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, you yeah, so, I mean, that's that, – that's, and then for Stoops to back it up and say – looks forward to seeing him play on Sunday, I just really, uh, you know, I just think that's not helping the kid uh, with reality. Maybe he gets into trade school, uh, well-being or something like that. I think there's some good opportunities, uh, apprenticeships and stuff. But if he thinks he's playing football on Sunday in the NFL, um, maybe I should go back to thinking I've got a hope of playing in the NBA. I think
1: you have a point. And I'm I'm coming out of retirement to go to the WNBA, too.
2: Go to WNBA. Yeah. Hey, I got to go, guys. Uh, it's wonderful. I'll, I'll listen to the rest of the show when I get out of church, but uh, love the show and look forward to talking to you soon.
0: Thank you very much, Brian. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider. Um, plenty to talk about this morning as we have an entire full slate of just action-packed NFL to talk about. Um, Shaka smarter than Texas Longhorns with the big upset as they defeated the number what was it UNC the number three ranked UNC Tar Heels. We're gonna head back to the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Deep and Ram Buzzline where we have our man, the myth, the legend. I think he's on with us. The truth, are you there, Truth?
3: Yes, I am.
0: How you doing this morning? I'll let you know we do uh, not. There's no Mike in studio. Mike is not with us this morning. Um, so, if you have any. Mike is out of eating pizza tonight from Rustless. Mike's got some big shot stuff to do this morning. Hey, let me ask you a question. I'm
3: glad you brought up uh, Patrick, uh, the quarterback at UK, Patrick Toll. Did y'all heard that he's trying to come to Indiana University? Is he? Have you heard that?
1: You know, I have Uh, because I I read that whole article and it didn't really say where he was thinking about going, but it sounds like you got the inside scoop, Truth.
0: Sounds like Tolls is considering jumping straight to the NFL. Do you think that's a possibility, Truth?
3: Yes, uh he said he will he will fit in good with the Indiana uh, program because uh he got a big arm and Indiana got a lot, uh, most of all their wide receiver returning. But I wanna tell the UK we don't want no rejects, <laughs> please. I got me a quarterback next year, red shirt named King from Florida, Louisville Cardinals almost had him. He played basketball. Hey, uh, who you think will win between Cincinnati and uh, Pittsburgh today?
0: Great question. That's the game of the day as far as I'm concerned. We can spend between now and 12 o'clock noon previewing that game. The, the Cincinnati secondary is depleted and decimated by injuries right now, which is not a good thing. Big Ben's playing well. The Steelers started out weak this year. They had to rely on some backup quarterbacks at certain points. Uh, they lost – they're they Le'Veon Bell. They're starting running back. But I think the Steelers are rounding in form. And as much as I hate to say it, I would bet the Steelers are going to beat my Bengals today at one o'clock. What do you think, Truth?
3: I'm a still afraid. Guess I got some bad news for you, uh, Cincinnati. But Bell's going to play today.
0: Le- Le'Veon Bell is.
3: Yes, the quarter running back is Cincinnati, he really going to play? Today. I I I got a source for. Uh, they said. uh, they took him up. They had son on ESP. I got a thing about it, and it said that he could play, but I've been hearing that he's been practicing and the stuff. That have been keeping on the DL. I, and another thing, you talk about Cincinnati uh, 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 defense, but don't forget about Pittsburgh's de- uh, passing. I think we ranked number 29 in the uh, NFL passing the ball. If you can pass outside, you beat the Steelers. You can't run against the Steelers.
0: Well, Andy Dalton has proved this year that he can pass. What he has not proven over the course of his career is that when it's prime time and it's a big stage, that he can show up ever. So this is a big game. It's not the the game of the day or anything like that, according to ESPN. But the Bengals are one of the top three or four teams in the NFL, no question about it. Steelers are not that far behind. One o'clock today, the Steelers travel to Paul Brown Stadium. And the Bengals have a chance to really write the ship when it comes to the narrative that's been written about this Bengals franchise. Is that when the, when the hey. lights lights are shining the brightest, they choke? Hey, I got a question for Ashley. What's up? Hey, I,
3: I know you you don't like Kentucky, mm-hmm. but here's what I I every time I look up, they say in Kentucky you got the best backcourt in the country. How can you? Uh, I don't never heard nobody talk about Yogi and Jane Blackman. Where they at ranked in the nation.
1: You know what? I think I agree with you because um, it seems like commentators and people that put out these like projections about who's good, who has the best backcourt and this, that and the other. They go a lot with the hype. Um, And to me, it comes from who was good last year or who was good in high school or whatever. But I think that for some reason, there's so much, like, this cloud around Kentucky that makes them, regardless of who's there, like that Scal Labissiere guy, like, they still want to say he's that good when he's not really producing. So I think um, Indiana's backcourt is better. I think um, maybe Notre Dame's, depending on which game you catch him in, um, Louisville, uh, too, and then um, North Carolina. But people they're not talking about them, and that's, I think that's crazy.
3: I uh, I got a something to say about James Blackman. but you know James Blackman was gonna go, and the NBA told him he needed to uh, get a mid-range jam- jumper and played on his defense. James Blackman have played I said, defense better, did, and and uh, the, there's no best shooting guard in the country better than him. He's playing both end now, and he's next. Curry in the NBA, all I see. Wow. Next Curry. I think James Blackman is the. What separated between him and Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon was. He brought it every game. Eric Gordon had, had a heart to play defense. If James Blackman uh, could uh, play defense like Eric Gordon, James Blackman would have been the best shooting goal I ever played at Indiana University.
0: Okay. Well, Indiana definitely has talent. They've lost three games, Truth. I'm looking at their schedule. They lost to uh, Wake Forest, Danny Manning led Wake Forest. They lost to uh, UNLV by three points, and they lost to Duke. Other than that, they're sitting at 8-3, first in the Big Ten. What's the ceiling for this Hoosiers team, Truth? How far do you see them going this year?
3: Well, I'm going I'm, to I'm throw two things, and I'll tell you where they're going. They should go to the final eight. Okay. Uh, Because they get ready to put a guy play. I don't know if he played in the derby class. uh, They keep it on. the. He played on the Indiana, Kentucky All-Star. He played football. A big guy. They get ready to put him on the team. And uh, talking about Twin King and another guy on the back. If the guy, the big guy play uh, defensive tackle, come in, he's like 6'6", 300 pounds, they say he can rebound. If Indiana can rebound, if Indiana can rebound, and don't turn the ball. They they got a chance to go to final four.
0: Okay, six six three hundred pound defensive tackle is going to join the the basketball team. I haven't heard about this.
3: You know, he played on he, he played on in Indiana All Star last year.
0: Okay. And uh,
3: yeah. See, I got inside scoop. I'm the whole tradition. It's going. I'm gonna leave you with this. If you look at the Big Ten, uh, Indiana first game, first eight game. Do you know Indiana can go undefeated their first eight games in the big Ten? Because, really, they the big Ten is not that strong that people think they are. We'll beat Wisconsin. Even Northwest is going to make the tournament this year.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Truth. We appreciate it. Good stuff there from our man, The Truth. I'm looking it up, yeah, Le- Le'Veon Bell uh, looks like he he's going to play today. Um, the six foot six three hundred pound defensive tackle on the football team, um, that's news to me, and I'm, I find that very intriguing. What do you think about that, Ashley?
1: I think that'll be interesting to watch <laughs> You know, I'm always a sucker for big guys that play hard and can rebound. can
0: rebound certainly yeah, six, six, three hundred. So I'd like to see that. Who
1: are, we've seen a couple guys
0: do that in the louisville the, the Louisville uh, recent years. Greg Tinch.
1: Yeah, is that right Josh the Chi- wide r- Chichester did it? Wait,
0: wait, was it jo- Greg Tinch? Josh. It Josh. Josh Chichester did it. Is mm-hmm. am I right by saying Greg Tinch? I don't know. No, let's see. Um He he was a, a, a wide receiver. Yeah, Greg Tinch. No, no, Josh Tinch, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's bring it up here.
1: We got Josh Chichester for sure. Josh Chichester. <laughs> I think it's
0: Greg Tinch was a wide receiver, a tough guy. Uh two sports star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Greg Tinch. Um Yeah. Okay. So, moving right along, we got the NFL today to look forward to. Louisville basketball right now is looking good. Ashley, you and I are both Louisville fans. There's all sorts of uh, controversy floating around this season um, regarding the scandal. But beyond that, we're getting to see some different things from this Louisville team. Uh, Anas, the guy that you like, started yesterday. Didn't have the biggest game in the world, but Mm -hmm. he did start – Rick says this is probably his best shot-blocking team he's had since he's been at Louisville.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're long and they're active around the basket. And it seems like, you know, Patino's played with that lineup a lot. It seems like he's looking for another big guy to step up alongside Nanu. Um, but we really, really need that. We need a, a post player that can be a legitimate presence on both the offensive and the defensive ends of the court because otherwise teams are just going to start channeling in on our guards and you know the post players can't be a liability so i'm i'm really hoping to see somebody step up into one of those positions i'm hoping that it can be a awesome mood because like you said he's my guy mm-hmm. but i still feel like he might be another season away
0: but it does look like he has some some promise and some. He was a good recruit, Absolutely. a good guy to be, bring in for Absolutely. Rick. Absolutely, I mean a, a good get, uh, someone that Rick can mold. I don't know how much weight he's going to gain, um, but he's seven one, every bit of seven one, and I think he weighs what two twenty. So he's super small. Yeah,
1: and he's put on some weight. At he's least, put on, I think he's put on about twenty pounds.
0: He started, but he only played four minutes yesterday. <clears throat> uh, yesterday, Shananu had two block shots. Jalen Johnson had two block shots. Uh, Ray Spalding had three block shots. So, if we're looking at the rim protectors, we got some good depth uh, for this team. We got Damian Lee and Trey Lewis as the primary offensive options, uh, the, the two fifth year guys. But for the most part, the, the, the struggles for this team that I see coming on as the, the schedule tightens up are primarily on the defensive end of the court.
1: Yeah, I I just and you know I don't I don't want to take away the fact that these guys are so great on defense and they block shots and all of that, but they've got to cons- consistently produce on offense. And I'm not seeing that yet, so that's probably the only, the part the part of this team that I'm least happy with um, next to our free throw shooting. Because I cannot understand for the life of me how Ray Spalding can shoot all those mid-range jump shots but can't shoot a free throw.
0: What's Ray Spalding shooting thus far? This um,
1: there was at one point I watched the first half in the first half of the game where the announcer said he was 5 of 15 on the season. That wow. is horrible.
0: He's now 8 of 19 at 42% from the season. Ridiculous. That's not good. He went 4 for 4 from the field yesterday. He's listed at 6'10", and he's every bit of 6'10". He's a big guy. He's a freshman um, Ashley, you and I watched him play at the Derby Classic, um, and, and, and he didn't look like he, he had much intensity to him at all. I, I certainly would not have projected that he'd be contributing, uh, albeit against weak competition thus far. Um, but I wouldn't have projected that he'd be contributing more than, than Don, Donovan Mitchell or, um, or Ding Adele. I know Ding Adele's injured right now. And Donovan Mitchell did play 28 minutes last night. Uh, he had seven assists. I so, love him. So a couple freshmen that are contributing significantly, a couple fifth-year senior transfers, uh, a nice mix of players for this Rick Patino team. And, you know, that's how Rick likes to operate is with just a mixture of a bunch of different stuff going on, uh, different guys that he wants to mold early in the season and get things working so that come tournament time, Rick's going to try to have everything clicking on all cylinders. And I have no reason to believe he won't.
1: No, he definitely will, especially with this group of guys. And I have to add an extra, an asterisk, that next to Anas Mahmood, Donovan Mitchell is my favorite. Oh, okay. And I fell in love with him at the Derby Classic.
0: Because he had intensity.
1: He's, he plays so intense all the time. <clears throat> there was a time in the in the first half of the game, um, toward the end, that he... He made a, little, a silly turnover, something careless. And he hustled back on defense. He ended up, like, diving on the floor after a loose ball. Like, that's the kid you want to play on your team when, you know, when it's tournament time.
0: Damian Lee had 30 minutes yesterday. Quentin Snyder and Donovan Mitchell were tied for second most minutes on the team with 28. Wow. So uh, Mitchell had six rebounds, seven assists, two steals. So he's the type of guy, almost like a Terry Rozier in a way, who, who can fill up a stat sheet. Without really even scoring, even if he's having an off off night, which Terry did seemingly every night, uh, shooting yeah. the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, beyond the world of college basketball, which I know there's still plenty more we can talk about, is Texas, like I said, beat North Carolina and some other storylines across the country.
1: How about um, <laughs> Golden State losing? Well, that. No, okay. And the Heisman was awarded last night to Derrick Henry.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I project, I predicted that it would have been Derrick Henry. I predicted it too. And I, I Derek think he didn't
1: believe it. I think he was in denial because he won all those other awards that, that he wouldn't also win the Heisman. I said, but he's that good. Your Derrick? Yeah, my Derrick.
0: Okay. No, yeah, he, he's that good. I don't know how it'll equate to the NFL, but that doesn't matter.
1: No, I think he'll be okay in the NFL. He's big and strong. He's smart, so I think he'll be okay in the NFL. Mm -hmm.
0: But what about the Golden State Warriors losing? The record-setting start to the season coming to an end at the hands of?
1: The Milwaukee Bucks. The
0: Milwaukee Bucks?
1: They were tired.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Klay Thompson played, did he? I'm bringing this up here, I think he did. Did he? Okay, he was a game-time decision. But um, the Milwaukee Bucks, (laughs) who's the one guy that they have? Darn it. I can't name many guys. They have Michael Carter-Williams. Mm-hmm. I did not watch the game. Uh, I did see that, sure enough, they lost, and, and it was at the hand of the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Greg Monroe had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists for the Bucks. Uh, the, the Greek Freak, I think that's GNS uh, Anticonopo or something like that, had 12 rebounds, 10 assists, say 11 that five points. five times fast. The Greek Freak, I can say. I can say that as many times as you want. <laughs> Not that. OJ Mayo plays for the team. He had eighteen points. Um Jabari Parker, big game. The Dookie, seven rebounds, an assist, two steals. I mean, this is a Bucks team that's now ten and fifteen. What does that say about the, the state of the NBA that the the Warriors lost to this team, or does it say anything?
1: I don't think it says anything. I think more than it I mean, everybody knew they were gonna lose at some point because I think it's very unrealistic to play what 72 games, 80 games? 82 games. 82 games in a season and win every single one of them. At some point, you're going to have an off night. At some point, you're going to be worn down, especially, you know, playing back-to-back like that, um, particularly the game before being depleted in terms of your um, your lineup. I think everyone knew it was coming. Um, I think people probably thought they'd lose to the Celtics before they lost to the Bucks, but I don't think it says anything um, besides that they're human. But I do still think that they'll be right there when it's when it's time for world championships.
0: You still still you think they're still a candidate to win seventy two games this year? Absolutely. Statistically, if you're twenty eight, I'm sorry, twenty four and 24 and one.
1: 24 and one what are they going
0: to go forty eight and two? No, they're not no. going to probably do that. But yeah, I mean, they're they're on pace to win more. I mean, to win <laughs> seventy six games or and something I like that. I would
1: bet money and probably an extremity that the guys in that locker room could care less because they want to repeat. They probably could care less whether or not they win 10, 12 or lose 10, 12 or 20 games as long as they're in the position to make a run for the world title.
0: No question about it. It's a big deal in the NBA. Um, There's still a matchup on Christmas day, which I'm looking forward to between your LeBron James led Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors.
1: Yeah, I really look forward to the game. I was hoping that they'd still be undefeated by that time, just for the sake of the media pub that would be surrounding it. Um, but I think that's going to be a great matchup, and I really look forward to it.
0: The Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting at 15-7, and 7 at the top of the Central Division in the Eastern Conference, which... In the NBA, that doesn't matter. As long as you make the playoffs, um, uh, the fact that you're at top of your division doesn't mean anything. But what does matter is the health and the uh, how the eyeball test when it comes to LeBron James. Have you got a chance to watch LeBron play much this year, Ashley? Not
1: a whole lot. You know, I, um, I'm definitely one who I'm streaky watching the NBA when college basketball is on. Sure. Because I typically feel like they don't play as hard during the regular season. Um, as of late. So I haven't watched him very much. I've watched him a few times and I still feel like he's impressive. He's dominant. Um, It's funny because I still hear there's like two schools of people. There's like the school of people that say LeBron James is the best player in the world and there's the school of people that says Steph Curry is the best player in the world. But they're two totally different players.
0: Oh yeah, completely different. I mean, Uh, LeBron's quiet. Can can you quietly average 26 points? No. 7.7 rebounds, uh, 6.4 assists. Is that possible? Because uh, with all the the hype going around Steph Curry these days and, and everything that's going into the Golden State Warriors, it seems nobody is giving much attention to LeBron James at all.
1: No, nope, because it's all been, I mean, it's all been the hype. But if you think about it, in the preseason, everybody talked about the Cavs. No one really gave Golden State any any attention and I think that the Warriors kind of came out with a chip on their shoulder because a lot of the announcers Charles Barkley some of those guys were talking about that they really just weren't that good Mm -hmm. and I think um the Warriors came out with a chip on their shoulder determined to prove that they were I think they've made that point but um it seems that the, the media spotlight has shifted to the record versus um which teams are really talented and have a chance to go all the way
0: no question about it. Uh, the The San Antonio Spurs have written the book on not ignoring the regular season, but not getting too caught up in having the best regular season record. Instead, focusing on getting your team healthy and, and come playoff time, being ready to make a run. You know, Kyrie Irving hasn't played yet this year. Kevin Love missed what was it? The majority of last year, or at least the crunch. Yeah,
1: he missed a lot of the season.
0: The, the crunch time last year. Um, but this year he started every game and this Cavaliers team seems to to be poised to um, possibly make a run. Uh, look no further than the San Antonio Spurs. We can't write them off. I, In my opinion, Ashley, this is a very intriguing NBA season. The Spurs are sitting at 20 and five second in the Western conference. Nobody's talking about them because of the Warriors hype train. Um, it, you know the, the it's warranted the fact that the warriors are are now 24 and 1 and the defending champions i'm not saying that, that they don't deserve the hype that they're getting i think it's a good thing for the nba but at the same time there's plenty of other storylines across the league that i think uh, deserve some attention
1: i agree with you 100% what and do you- i don't think well i think maybe now that they've lost people will jump off of the bandwagon in terms of only talking about this record or that record, maybe that'll slow down, and we'll start to hear about more of the parody that really is taking place in the NBA right now. You know what I think
0: is funny, and this is to switch, um, to switch, switch um, tunes on you.
1: What's that there, Kelly?
0: But um, Kentucky, if all right, I'm googling it right now. But I read the, you know, there's those satirical websites like The Onion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, one of the the funny articles that I read the other day was, despite five and se- seven record, Kentucky football team is still going bowling. Did you see that?
1: What? <laughs> Why?
0: It's it's satire, but it, it goes into such funny details. Oh, it's so about, it's not real. They're actually going to a bowling alley.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: It, it's good stuff. If any of our listeners have seen it, I'd love to hear. I can't find it right now, but it's hilarious. And, um, yeah, you know, th- this is the first year that some of the 5-7 and seven teams actually did make a bowl, which I think is an absolute joke yeah. that if you're sub-500, you get to participate in the playoffs when, when the, the people who make the decisions have the choice. I understand on occasion in the NFL, you know, there's a division right now that um, the uh, – is it the Atlanta Falcons or somebody like that is, is leading – a, a, their division with a, a sub500 record, but the the thought that a college football team could be sub500 and go to a, a bowl game is absolutely laughable, although it's happening this year. Um, so that article that I read with the, the Kentucky football team Mark Stoops has taken you know they said that they're they're not worried about the haters they're they're going to go bowling and they're they're planning on going to uh, fun is bowling or one of those bowling alleys. It's a very funny. Local article written. I love satire, and I love um, poking the bear when it comes to Kentucky football. <laughs> All right, so here it is. The Washington Redskins are leading the Eastern Conference, NFC East, in the National Football League um, at 5-7. and seven. As of right now, it's a three-way tie between the Giants, Eagles, and Redskins for who's going to win the NFC East. One of those teams is going to go to the playoffs. That's wow. somewhat legitimate. You can make a case for that, but the fact that there's some college football teams that are going to make it to bowls this year with a five and seven record is a joke. What do you think of the Louisville matchup? Are you going to go to Nashville?
1: I am uh, debating on it. If we can get club seats, I'm going. Okay. I'm not sitting outside Nashville. It's too cold. Only two hours away. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think it's a great. Uh, Two hours for who, Kelly? What's that? <laughs> how how long does it take? Three?
0: Three. Three, okay. Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours if you're going fast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to go just to see. I'm, I mean, I think this is the second year. Is this the second year we've been matched up against an SEC team in, in the bowl game?
0: The second year? yeah. I mean, we um, Let's see. Who, or do what,
1: we, who do we play the third? Because I know last year we played Georgia. Let's see. The year before that, I can't remember.
0: We played against, uh, Miami. Okay. Florida. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm having a, a, a
1: brain fart. A brain fart here. It's let's Sunday bring morning. it up.
0: Louisville's matched up in the bowl game. Um, let's see here. In Nashville, we'll get some callers generated on that.
1: You think we'll we'll get to see Johnny Johnny football down there?
0: Will we see Johnny Football cheering on his alma mater?
1: I feel like you should know this because... <laughs> I think probably, Johnny Football may, may get to play today. I think you have the... Um, inside, inside track on all the big parties on, on the party boys.
0: Word is that he'll be there. So I, I'm getting word in that, that Johnny will be there. He'll be partying. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. And Johnny won't hold back on supporting his alma mater. We're going to head to a break. We, we're close to the 11 o'clock hour, which means Ashley's Loco Uh, But before that, we've got a break here. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get involved in the show this morning. Be sure to stay tuned. Ashley and I will be right back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Kelly Patrick, alongside Ashley Miller, coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon, talking all things in the world of sports. Ashley, you were right. Um, Louisville did play Georgia last year. Before that, it was it was Miami. Obviously, we know in 2012, uh, Louisville defeated Florida in the Sugar Bowl, so a, a big bowl opportunity. For what looked like at a certain point after starting 0 3, was going to be a very disappointing sophomore campaign in Bobby's second tenure as Louisville head coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we all were a little bit nervous at the very beginning of the season, although, um, you know, the teams we lost to, with the exception of Auburn, turned out to end up having pretty decent seasons. Yeah. And Auburn
0: at the time, you know, we thought was the number six team in the country. I mean, that was a uh, – didn't seem like as as disappointing as the losses it actually ended up being. You're right, Houston ended up with a great season. Clemson, number one team in the country. Um, lost to Florida State. You know, that's not the most shameful thing in the world. So, a lot of excitement for this Louisville team, and despite the fact that early in the season it looked like it was a very bleak year for the Cards.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Kelly. So – They put um, the University of Louisville against an SEC team for the second year in a row. Um, So for the second year in a row, we're playing an SEC team. We're playing Texas A&M this time. Um, We have Alabama on our schedule coming up in a couple years. Um, What does this say to you about the, um, the general perception about the Louisville football program that we get a bowl game of this caliber?
0: I think it's uh, uh, something that other pro- – you know, on Twitter I follow some people from the Miami market, for example, and a lot of people from different markets are surprised that Louisville landed this, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, another SEC opponent, uh, what couldn't be much more of an ideal location, not only for Louisville – yeah, for Louisville, yeah. I mean, more so than Texas A&M.
1: Texas A&M will have a far, far and,
0: way to go. And not much nicer of a city just to go to overall than Nashville.
1: No.
0: Um, so, yeah, very advantageous for the Louisville program. I think Louisville brings in revenue. I'm not claiming that Louisville travels uh, like any of the big, you know, like um, any of the SEC schools or anything like that. But what they do is they do travel. They have a, a contingency of fans that like to come. They like to party. They've got a nice uh, atmosphere around all their big Wait, football- it sounds
1: like what you're saying is that Louisville is a party school.
0: Or at least I, I don't the know that Louisville, fan. Louisville
1: fans are a party. This is this a party city?
0: Is party that a party Yeah, party city. Yeah, maybe not a party school, party city, which I would prefer over party school. Party school, you get a bunch of amateurs. And uh, party city, you get a bunch of people who know exactly what they're they doing. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it
1: for years. They invite Adrian Bronner. They, they invite they, Johnny Munzo. They, kno- they
0: know who to roll with. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got our man, Blue, is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Blue? Oh,
4: I'm doing fine, fella. How are you doing? You and Ashley? Good morning. Hey, hey I, I want to touch on a, a, a couple of subjects. I'll be real brief. First of all, uh, James Blackman, the next... Jeff Curry? Oh, man. What a laugh. Well, tomorrow, man. But anyway, um, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, um, uh, I just looked at the U.K. game yesterday, man, and, the, and then the post, post-game post show. If I hadn't not seen the game, I could have sworn U.K. gotten beat. They sound – I mean, the callers asked I can see why you why you complaining about against Kentucky, but these callers sound like a bunch of little girls, man. <laughs> All the calls were about Cal <laughs> you know. And and far as I'm concerned, man, they couldn't have a better coaching staff to develop a player, you know, than what they got at Kentucky. So it's December, uh, little fellows. So just calm down. And 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 uh, and as far as the game 26, I'll take my chances. It's still uh, Rick against Cal. And, and one last thing about Golden State, I don't know if Harrison Barnes played last night. So uh, I'll just uh, check on that and enjoy your show, fellas, and, and Ashley. Thank you. <laughs>
0: thank, <laughs> thank you very much for the call, there, Blue. I love
1: it. I love it. Great call. Blue is I someone like Blue. who he always has such great energy. Yeah, he makes very good me smile I, even when he says like. Cal you know, owns Rick. Yeah, <laughs> I still smile <laughs> You're because still smiling. he says it with such because swag we let we let um, we let
0: truth slide on a couple comments earlier. Yeah, that one.
1: We? I think you were like, ooh, and
0: I, like, I think I was Black shocked. Man, the next Steph I was like, oh admittedly, Steph Curry was not the next Steph Curry at that point, was he? In da- when he was at Davidson, yeah, he was. He was a Wally Zerbiak. He was a great college player. He was somebody like that.
1: Yeah, but if you think about it, what makes him great? He has fundamentals. He's a smart basketball player. Why do you think he got that way? He played college basketball for four years.
0: He did, and you know who else did? Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Did, wait a second. Did Steph Curry play for four years? Did he played for four or three. Okay, but regardless, regardless, he was a college player, and that's where he cut his teeth. <laughs> he cut his teeth. Yeah, that's where he got going. That's really where he made a name for himself. And, and I'm
1: going to use that this week. It's a good in one sentence.
0: Yeah, please do. I, I think um, I, I would appreciate it. We're going to head to a break. On the other side, we've got Ashley's Loco Cinco, which, as everyone knows, is the most popular segment in local television or radio. Be sure to stay tuned. I think we've got our man Mike Gandolfo lined up to join us for the second hour. Uh, but we've got some great activity coming up. Be sure to stay tuned for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Change this way,
4: yeah. And I'm trying to show the best and the clever. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. You've got to get it right while you've got the
5: time. When yeah.
6: It's
0: time. Am I on? You are on. Mike, the the floor is yours.
6: It's time for the most electrifying segment in all of sports radio, Ashley's Oco Cinco, otherwise known as... Ashley's Crazy. With
0: no
1: further ado, Ashley's Crazy. So, I just realized why Mike hasn't been around very much.
6: Why's that? Tell me why that is.
1: It's because you went off and signed a deal with the boxing uh, world to <laughs> start every uh, boxing match.
6: Yeah, that's right. That's what that I'm taking over for, uh, what's his name? I can't remember what his I name I can't
1: is. remember his name either.
6: <laughs> I can see the guy. Bruce but- Buffer. Buffer, yeah.
1: Yeah, so is- Mike Gandolfo is the new Bruce Buffer.
6: I need a cool porn name like that. Bruce Buffer is kind of a cool porn <laughs> name. That, it is. That's a good point. Uh, yeah.
1: Maybe we should work on that.
0: 502-384-1450 is the Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. Please give us a call with <laughs> nominations for Mike's porn name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we can even put up a you – know, A vote once we've gotten, like, you know, we can get it down to the top This could really
0: head south real quick. We could get into some trouble with the regulators. Oh. If I comment, if I start thinking, say exactly what I'm thinking right now, (laughs) things will go south.
1: Okay, well, let's not do that. All right. So So I do have five stories. Five stories,
0: craziest stories in the world of sports. We got five for this past week.
1: Not super crazy, but interesting say the least uh i'm not sure if you all heard or not but jeff adrian um nba player was uh arrested in la this past week for a uh, grand auto theft uh they said after he allegedly stole a mercedes from a valet wow and took the the car on a six hour joyride what? so he says i like this who is this guy i know you should google him <laughs> i do at all he said that he is not a car-stealing moron that the cops made him out to be. Um, he's finally broken his silence, says he has a legit explanation for the whole thing. Uh, he said it's a case of mistaken Mercedes identity.
6: No, he, I see what it really is, though. He went to Yukon. That's what the... <laughs> that, oh. All that stuff at Yukon. Okay. Shade.
1: Makes- he said he came out of the of a Hollywood hotel in a rush. He said his friend gave me his ticket and said use his car and when the valet pulled up in the car i hopped in and left he said uh adrian said he had never seen the car beforehand so he didn't know if the car belonged to his friend or someone else he just assumed he was in the right car he says he says in quote i don't like to point fingers but this is beverly hills and there are tons of mercedes rolling around um adrian says the fact that he brought the car back to the hotel proves there was never an intent to steal the car it was just an innocent mix-up in fact um, Adrian and his lawyer are saying that the charges against him have been dropped, though we, no one's been able to um, confirm that just yet. He says um, he fully cooperated because he knew it was a just just a big misunderstanding, and everything is cool now and cleared up. So,
0: regardless, it's an <laughs> exciting story. Um, I hate to say it, but I actually believe him. Right.
6: It's it's very plausible. His story is very plausible. Very I think plausible. What, what makes and
1: it if plausible you're in the is NBA. That he brought the car
6: back. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: If you're just being a jerk, you go drive it around and leave it in some random alley or crash it into a ditch and then run off.
6: It's not like he's uh, Mike Leake and just likes to steal things for the joy of it or anything like that. Is that Mike? What, Mike, <laughs>
0: Mike Leake is the one. Don't get me started on Reds baseball today, Mike. <laughs> but yes, Mike Leake, and there's another athlete who who just. Um, unexplainably got busted for sh- simple shoplifting. Not, a, not an athlete, but Winona Ryder. It Winona Ryder.
1: It wasn't uh, James Winston?
0: James Winston with the crab legs, but he was, wasn't – it's, it's different in my eyes when you're an amateur versus a
6: professional, right? I mean, I, like I said, I think there's some people that just get off on stealing things. and Why is know, that
0: I, such a thrill? Who is – I mean, I can think – I could sit here and list – 20 thrilling things you can do in life. Stealing, stealing is not one of them. I really, I don't think stealing should be one of them, especially if you're a millionaire, right? You I think guess. so. I mean, shoplifting? I mean, maybe if you're running some big scheme and you're, like, bilking people out of millions of dollars, that would be intriguing. But T-shirts might leak. Yeah. So silly. maybe
1: a Ponzi scheme. A po- oh,
0: I'll get behind a Ponzi scheme any day. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but, but stealing T-shirts, are you kidding me? Well, I mean, okay, so those same guys, though, could also have any woman in the world they want, but, you know, still there's guys who... Eddie Murphy goes for a tranny. Yeah, hires a prostitute.
1: And know. his wife was bored.
0: No, you're right. There, there's unexplainable things that people in the spotlight do all the time. So that that's a, a good point. They're, they're regular humans just like everyone else. They have weird situations that they're in and weird stuff going on inside their head. And So, yeah, okay. But I, unfortunately, I may not vote for this one because if I honestly believe that Jeff Adrian thought that he was just going to take this car and just go for a joyride and do some crazy stuff, maybe, um, I don't know, uh, drive to visit a friend and just live it up in a stolen valet car, someone else's car, that would be exciting to me. I think this guy may be just a nice guy who made an accident. I'm serious.
1: So it won't get your vote because he didn't end the night the way you No, did it it's after.
0: intent. What I look for, guys, Ashley Mike is intent. And I don't think Jeff Adrian intended on stealing this car. Had he intended on stealing it, he may get my vote. But no, not
6: you know, so like bad. a shootout yeah. at the end, you know, drugs in the back. Yeah, drugs, maybe some guns. It's just not enough for him.
0: No, there's not enough here. If if there was some evidence that he did in fact, intend on taking the car, or at least intended on on purposefully using it for four hours and doing some wild partying. Maybe he was going to cl- from some different clubs, or maybe he's married and he's going to see a woman in another city, and he no. didn't want to be able to tra- <laughs> be tracked, and this was his game
1: plan. Yeah, it may get my vote. Not this morning, though. Moving not right along. Today. Nope.
0: Story number two. So
1: number two is not really, like... It's just kind of a follow-up. We talked about, um, I think, last month, uh, Tommy Hansen, who a former Atlanta Braves pitcher that died suddenly, and yep. no one really knew why. So they finally released um, autopsy results, and Kelly Patrick would be proud that he died of cocaine and alcohol toxicity. It's horrible. Um, said he was 29. When he died, he was found unresponsive at one of his friend's homes in the Atlanta area. Um, at the time of death, the coroner listed overdose as possible cause, but they um, finally completed and released the autopsy results that showed it was because of the combination of high levels of cocaine and alcohol. So. Horrible.
0: Scott Wyland passed away. I mean, it came out that there was no heroin there, but there's a bunch of cocaine and other drugs uh, present when Scott Wyland passed away also. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, I, one of my friends, uh, one of his close friends passed away two nights ago overdosing. I mean, mm. this is an epidemic that's really destroying lives all across the country, and I assume the world. But, I mean, it seems like something that's just really increasing with the frequency of, of how often people OD and pass away. Am I wrong, guys? Or is this happening way more than I ever remember it happening?
1: No, it seems pretty frequent now, a lot more frequent than I remember. It's
6: horrible. Because we're older, too.
0: Yeah, I guess the older you are, the more you you see, you remember this happened back when I was this age, and I remember this guy OD. Maybe
1: because we have media and the capacity we have it now. Yeah, but we're hearing a lot of stuff. You're
0: right. We we we, we look at it because of Twitter and everything that goes along with the uh, expedite. And maybe in years past, they wouldn't even look into somebody passed away. Oh, he, he died peacefully in his sleep. Which is what they said happened to Scott Wyland, and I was thinking, what the hell? I watched an interview with this guy a year ago, and he was wasted. And but they were the report initially was Scott Wyland passed peacefully in his sleep last night. Well, he's forty eight years old. What the hell? That doesn't happen. It's true. I mean, occasionally there'll be a heart attack unexplainably, and history of family history of heart problems and things like that. But um, it, it' very sad to hear people who have self inflicted. Um, you know passing away early like this horrible Tommy Hansen I think
1: um you need to put together a um a workshop on how to party safely
0: how to party seriously because I mean you don't need to get that carried away that you're you know you don't need to do just ridiculous amounts of whatever I mean I bet there was some some prescription Drugs involved also. I mean, everybody's got Xanax and this and that. And, and that's the way people die is they start mixing stuff. I mean, you need to – I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with doing a little partying, but you don't need to mix all this uh, – the, the, drug, the uh, pills is what kills people. Michael Jackson, Marilyn Monroe, uh, everybody. I mean, you have uh, obviously heroin and things like that do it. But when you start mixing in prescription drugs, it seems that that's what kills you.
6: Well, you kinda, tell them. It's kind of funny, I guess – with this guy's last stop was at the uh, Los Angeles Angels. And he made uh, 15 appearances in 2013, then took a six day bereavement leave in April after the death of his stepbrother. And after attorney making two starts, he was granted a three week personal leave to deal with what he described as mental issues with the death. And then he never played again.
0: Golly, that wow. sounds so similar to Scott Weiland. Scott Wyland, did you say it was his brother who passed? Stepbrother? Stepbrother,
6: step-brother okay. <laughs> He did sign contracts. He did sign a contract with the Texas Rangers, but he was released before the season. Um, and a minor league contract with the White Sox, and he spent a season with the uh, Charlotte Knights. Uh, but really, never was injured. Never, never pitched. And then he signed a contract uh, with the, this year with the San Francisco Giants, but never, never pitched. So
1: it sounds. It almost sounds like less about partying and more about grieving and um, not being able to. Find a, a good way to cope with things. So then that makes me also wonder in terms of sports teams, when they see stuff like that happening, I'm sure they all have a, a therapist or um, a counselor or something like that. Like, is that something that they need to be paying as much attention to as they do the concussion stuff. Wow, or, it's a, you know, a whole different can of
0: worms. It's a it's whole a, the, 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 the mental health side. I know we've got a listener, Heidi, who who would be very interested in that. Yeah. The mental health side of the um, the let's face it, rock star style of life that so many that athletes lead. Baseball players play 162 games a year. Yeah. And then if they play in the playoffs, I mean, that's that many more games. So they're on the road. They're in a different city every night, or at least every few nights they they go to a different city. Um, They don't traditionally have their family travel with them. Um, There's countless stories. guy for St. Louis a few years ago, Josh Hamilton, uh, Dwight Gooden. um, I mean, the list goes on and on of guys who who have uh, chemical dependency problems. And I think baseball – is something a sport that doesn't get a, enough um, attention? For basically, these guys are rock stars, right, Mike? I mean, right? They, they they travel from city to city. They're 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 big stars everywhere they go, and not that far of a, a, a difference from a Scott Wyland to being a big baseball star.
6: No, I mean definitely not. And it can be kind of a lonely lifestyle, to be honest with you, too. I mean, um. So it could work both ways. It could be that you're partying in every other city or that you just, that it gets, you get kind of homesick and you get kind of lonely and you get, uh, you know, you're you're in these hotel rooms by yourself if you choose not to go out. Because not every every one of these guys goes out and does all this stuff. But it can be, sometimes when you're isolated like that, it can cause poor self-talk, I guess is the best way to put it. Does that make sense? Certainly.
1: Yes, it does.
6: All right, moving right
1: along. Story number 3. Story number 3, so um another one of Kelly's favorite people, uh, Floyd Mayweather apparently yes. is um enjoying his life, his new life as a retiree. Yeah. Um basically he's been traveling around Europe um lately. Like currently he's in Italy. He was in Russia, Turkey, and France before that. Um and basically he went on a four hundred thousand dollar shopping spree. Yeah, I knew it was
0: gonna have something to do with spending money.
1: <laughs> um four hundred thousand euro. I'm sorry, shopping spree. So that's probably a little bit more in, in uh US dollars. Um and bought a coat that cost like it was ten thousand euro for a jacket that he thought was nice basically just because he can but uh yeah four hundred thousand dollars in a shopping spree makes me wonder um i i wonder always about guys like this particularly him because he spends so much money and flaunts it so so carelessly how long he can keep that up without boxing
6: he just doing it in europe yeah so he's got to go through customs with all that stuff and clean yeah. everything? Man, that would suck.
0: That yeah. would, that's, does sound like a pain in the neck. You know, Floyd Mayweather's a very interesting case for me because on one hand, he's reckless and he, he has all this money that he's gambling on the NBA and he's doing this and he's doing that. But on the other hand, he's arguably the most disciplined guy, athlete, uh, right up there with Michael Jordan or, or guys like that, in my opinion. Uh, he doesn't drink, and I believe him when he says he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke marijuana, he doesn't use drugs. I believe him when he says that because he never has to cut weight. He shows up in tip-top shape, and you can never touch him inside the ring. And I think that's reflective of someone who's truly disciplined. So on one hand, he's this ultra-disciplined guy. On the other hand, he's completely reckless, seemingly reckless with his money. But I think that maybe he's going to do a little better than we're giving him credit for because he does have that discipline. Mike Tyson, in his prime, was buying Lions. And he was—he got pulled over. I remember one time, and he was accused of drunk driving. And he told the police officer, "Just as candid as can be, I'm on cocaine." <laughs> and and they didn't even ask him about that. And Mike just came right out and told. I mean, that's a felony.
6: I'll say Mike Tyson.
0: That's yeah, sure. that—that's Mike Tyson. And yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Floyd Mayweather doesn't even drink, let alone do anything. Uh, Which any makes other it narcotic. even
6: crazier,
1: because then you wonder. Is that a mental health issue in and of itself? Is he bipolar?
6: Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> who? Mike? No, uh, Floyd. Mike Tyson or uh, Floyd Mayweather is worth $400 million. $400,000 is a drop in the bucket.
1: But when you continually. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have any money money more like income. That. You
6: don't have any more income. And
1: you're not making however you know, many millions he's, he made in, in a fight. What? When it's, you're not making that money. As fast as you were before, 400,000 and 400,000, and you're starting to count millions.
6: As much as I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan, he is still um, invested, I know, like in several of his business things, like Floyd Mayweather promotions and all this stuff. He's got other revenue streams that are coming in, but nothing like what his fight game is going to give him. Uh, But again.
0: Yeah, until he can make $180 million in one day. Doing something he, else.
6: He could do that if he starts – if it gets to that point, he could just say, I'm going to fight.
0: Yeah, he could say, I'll fight uh, Manny Pacquiao again. He won't make 180 again, but he'd make 50 million. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, he, he's still got earning potential. Uh, but it's interesting to see, and it, it's tragic how boxers inevitably – I mean, hell, golly, my favorite fighter ever probably is Roy Jones Jr., pound-for-pound uh, pound best fighter of the 1990s. He's only 48 years old, and, and I'm not making in light of this at all. It's not funny. He is broke, and he fought yesterday in Russia, and he got knocked out. Who's that? Roy, Who's Jones, that? Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, I mean, you know Roy Jones Jr., don't you, Mike? I know who he is, yes. He's a I'm great not- commentator. He's very, He still works very hard, and he's still <laughs> fighting. I think he needs to hang things up, uh, but he fought – who A name that nobody's heard of, but if you follow boxing real closely, a legitimate opponent yesterday in Russia, and he just got knocked out. It looked really, really bad. Um, Roy is not in tip-top shape. He shouldn't be fighting. But it's sad when guys – I mean, that was the – he was the, the Floyd Mayweather of the 1990s. He wasn't quite as lucrative. He was um, – if you're, you're tracking the most dominant fighters in the sport or the most – the biggest attractions, you have Floyd Mayweather, most recent, I would say right before then was Roy Jones Jr. Right between Floyd Mayweather and Mike Tyson was Roy Jones Jr.
1: Story number four, um, another boxing star, Canelo Alvarez. Um, I, I
0: love the boxing talk.
1: Yeah, he's officially uh, out of a $9 million lawsuit with a Mexican boxer. Um, as they've, this is something that's been going on for almost four years now. Um, but they've reached a settlement. So this agreement brings an end to a trial that officially started in an L.A. courtroom on this past Monday, um, although it was from um, a street fight in 2011 in Guadalajara where Canelo Alvarez hit a former Mexican boxing champion, Ulysses Solis, They had a street fight in which uh, Alvarez punched him so hard he broke his jaw forcing him to cancel some future fights so the ibf took his belt so he originally sued him for nine million dollars and um this week that uh he got out of that so it was interesting because i'm like if you're a boxer versus boxer and you get punched in the face in a street fight you shouldn't been fighting a boxer (laughs) yeah you need to avoid
0: street fights
6: real life rocky five moment right there huh
1: Seriously, I haven't seen Creed yet.
6: Speaking I haven't of which,
1: either. That's on my list. Mike, I know, I know
6: you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it right after the U of basketball team saw it. Um, so yeah, it, it was and it was good. It was it was a um, it was it was definitely you know I don't know if it's worth like making sure you go see it in the theater kind of thing, but okay. it was a, it was a good movie.
1: Speaking of, what happened to our movie segment?
6: Yeah, time? I was wanting to do that. I, I there
0: was the Southpaw movie that I recently watched.
1: mike did you see southpaw
0: i have not seen southpaw oh
1: my god okay one week we're giving you one week to watch southpaw so we can review it next week okay we've been
0: toying with the idea of doing a movie ideally move uh sports movies uh segment where we we all three give our our analysis of a, a sports movie and maybe some other dynamics that go into it but a movie review
6: segment on a weekly basis would you be open to that mike I do, I would, but I think we need to wait until like after the college basketball season, when things kind of slow down a little bit.
1: I mean, I think we could we could take three to five minutes and review a movie. Okay. It. I mean,
6: well, we don't take three to five minutes to do anything.
1: Well, that's true,
6: but we're all opinionated, and we all like to talk.
1: No. <laughs>
6: <Cool>. <laughs> we're not opinionated. No, show okay. if we weren't opinionated. <laughs> So, what's, uh, what's story number five?
1: Story number five, uh, the last story, is uh, a couple of, um, of the Detroit Lions are speaking out against Donald Trump, saying that they, although they've been conditioned to hearing offensive things said about them on the football team and, a, and a, on the football field and, impo- and by opposing fans, um, it's another thing to hear things from a presidential candidate. So uh, Lions, Detroit Lions safety, Isa, I'm going to say his name so wrong, Abdul Kudus, maybe. And um, there's another player involved. <coughs> their running back, Amir Abdullah, both are um, Muslim and both. Are speaking out this week about the fact that um, Donald Trump is making some negatively suggestive comments about Muslims and keeping them out of the country and making them carry ID cards and such. So um, it's a long story. I'll keep it short. So, basically, long story short, they're using their platform to speak out against what they feel like is a religious issue he uh one of the guys said that he's hoping that either you know trump changes his mind he's saying stuff just to get shock value and get people to pay attention um he becomes more open-minded if he does get the nomination or people realize that we can't have that type of ignorance in office so i thought it was interesting because you often don't hear a lot of um athletes speaking out on political things but when it comes to matters of religion and race and all those types of things people start to speak up, so there's that.
6: Well, I am, you know, I don't think anyone. If you listen to the show, I'm a capitalist, so I, I believe in capitalism, and because of that, I tend to vote Republican. You know, because I vote more on on economic issues than do social issues. The the fact that basically Trump is doing Hitler-like activities. There's no way in hell. No matter how big of a capitalist he is, that I would ever vote for that guy just based off the fact that, I mean, th- there's probably not a more peaceful religion out there than, than Islam. And they have a group of extremists, just like every religion has a group of extremists, that does really bad things. Now, they've done them more on a global scale. I understand that, but we're still we cannot the fact that you could even begin to segment one religion off the acts of you know probably less than a tenth of a tenth of a percent of of how this you know extremist religion acts when you know we see it with Christian groups we have that extreme Christian groups that will that will blow up um um clinics that do abortions and they'll do and they'll protest funerals
0: westboro baptist
6: yeah i mean so every religion has these kind of extremist groups and to pigeon to take a whole group of people and to blame them on something like that is just so utterly ridiculous there is no way that this guy can get not i i can't even imagine because every single time that these, this, he says something and his poll numbers go up.
1: <laughs> that is weird. The, 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 no, that, I think that's the scary part.
0: Yeah, the, That is
6: so scary.
0: The thing that's really contrary to what we stand for as a country is what was our country founded on? There was one basic premise that we were originally founded on. What was that?
6: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Freedom of religion, right?
6: Well, that was definitely part of it. I mean, uh, freedom of religion.
0: Isn't that why they, they, they fled from England? And, or, am I wrong? I mean, the, the, originally it was you can come here and you can be whatever religion you want? Yes. Be Protestant?
6: So, Or you can be whatever you
0: want. That's the whole premise. I don't know. It's an interesting topic. It's definitely good for ratings. If we want to stir up phone calls right, and get attention, let's get a pro-Donald Trump guy on here.
6: Well, you know, there's a couple of political issues that I just, like, totally... I, the other one being the fact that if you've got someone who is willing to die to get to this country because of the opportunity we possess, and they that person, from their perspective, understands the great opportunity that happens in this country, and they're willing to die to be a part of that, that's another issue that I have. It's like, you know, we're, we're all products because someone was immigrated here so somebody immigrated here and so the immigration issues are the other ones that i have a very
1: yeah i have a problem with that because there's no one in this country with the exception of native americans that belong here exactly so so how, how, it's like it's like oh let me let me get over here and get mine and my family's okay but you can't come sorry
6: all right and well, the in the in the heart of that is people are don't want those people coming and taking their opportunity, but the problem is really comes down to that the people who are already here don't understand the opportunity that they have in front of them. So um, that's that's – I'm off my soapbox. All
0: right, so Ashley's Locosinko. I'm going to vote for that story, actually, not because of the content, but because of the way it was handled. I think that – I didn't read the exact quote, but Ashley, the way you described it is the two Detroit Lions players. They seem to – whereas they could have used a lot of vitriol on hate, they seem to – Articulate themselves in a peaceful, rational way, which I think is very respectable. Yes, they
1: spend a lot of time um, in the story talking about loving and respecting people, um, allowing them to be themselves, and, and not um, basically spreading hatred based on extremism. And, um, yeah. So,
6: I'm voting for Rollas Chapman, even though he wasn't mentioned. For who? Rollas Chapman. Tell us though- about
1: that story, because I missed it.
6: Raul Chapman was traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, and but it came out that he that he v- may have violated the new Major League Baseball domestic violence um, policy. So the whole trade right now is being held up uh, because of um, incident an incident at the end of October in Florida where Chapman got into a, a altercation with his girlfriend. And fired eight shots into his garage wall. Um, and then the girlfriend claims that Ch- Chapman choked her, although there was no signs, I guess, of any kind of bruising or anything, you know, marks on her neck or anything like that. So,
0: okay, so that gets your vote. I'm voting for the, the Detroit Lions players. Moving, sorry to interrupt, but we, we do have a couple calls lined up on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline, Line, which is 502 384 1450. First we're gonna head to the buzz line. I believe we've got a caller Caitlin on the line with us. Are you there, Caitlin? Uh, how do you think
5: that the, the women's team would do against
0: IUPUI today? Okay, thank you very much. Uh we know, Mike, you went to the game. The Louisville women's team lost to Kentucky this past week.
6: So he brought he brought in this hot shot recruiting class and I don't think any of those kids are playing.
0: Yeah, very it's, interesting. Uh, the leading score, I believe, is a transfer.
6: The transfer. Now, the, 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 I think number 23 is her number. Is it Brianna? I can't remember, but she's the, she went to IMG Academy. I think she went to UCF. That girl can play. She's mm-hmm. really good. So they need to get a win today, big time versus IUPUI, because they're struggling. They're just, this is probably the worst Louisville women's basketball team I've seen since I really started paying attention. And, um, you know they they obviously have talent, but they I think he's got a lot of the same issues. Like he's got a, a, a big girl who is obviously talented, but she only plays with energy after she scores, okay. and it's just it's it's silly little things like that. They've got maturity issues, I think, that they're dealing with. Um, so hopefully they get a big win today and they can pull it around because I I really truly believe that, and Ashley I think will agree with this. Both UK and U resurgence in girls basketball women's basketball has made a tremendous impact on high school basketball in this area. So, Sure.
0: Moving along, um, I said if we had a Trump supporter that we would drive up ratings. Headed back to the buzz line now, we've got a man who's claiming to be a Trump supporter. I don't know if it's legitimate or if he's just saying that he is. We got on the line with us. Carolina, Steve, how you doing this morning, Carolina? I am
5: a Trump supporter. One reason is And here's they talk about the vote uh – they talk about the lowest education level. I have a college degree.
0: Are you are you there, Carolina? Yeah, but uh, I have a college degree. Okay, and you support I, Trump. And, and that's okay. You, We all have a the, the, right to support who we want. But what do you like about Trump? I like the fact that he wants to back the military. Okay, he, he is big on that huge on that
5: yes i am because i have a four-year veteran of the united states army
0: fair enough okay
1: so my and question also, yeah. are you willing to overlook the things that he says that is so divisive and harmful for people in this country just because he supports the military
5: well, I look at him because of the things he does support. Everybody's getting on him about uh, keep the Muslims and stuff out. Didn't Jimmy Carter do the
6: same thing and deport Muslims? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think all of us. And I'm the oldest one. Jimmy Carter was in office when I was from you know when I was zero to four years old. So. Um, for me to be able to comment on that, I couldn't be able to do that. Um, and Ashley's got the most political experience, and I'm not really sure about that. It, it doesn't matter. If Jimmy Carter was that way or not, because bottom line, it's not. It still doesn't make it right. I feel like uh, it's
1: not the American way, right? But everyone is
5: included. Well, is it the American way to let people come in and kill our people?
1: Well, I think if you if you go if we want to talk about historically the people who founded American war killers and rapists and slave owners and all those things so we can't really is the pot calling the kettle black like everybody came to America as a land of opportunity so who are we to say now that we're here and we're doing well you can't come here I think just to to stereotype an entire group of people based upon the extreme extreme actions of a few is not fair and I don't think that is the American way
6: yeah, and I mean I don't think well, I, a lot of, Muslims have done a lot of good things in this country too, and I don't know if we can um, you know, just again, the actions of a few extremist groups and I don't get me wrong, I'm all for whatever we gotta do to if if we have suspicion that and and knowledge of you know why someone may be a part of a certain group of this extremist group, by all means we need to look into it and try to figure out what it is. But just being Muslim is not enough.
5: Okay, it's just like yesterday. Our so called commander in chief was not present at the greatest football rivalry in the history of football, Army Navy.
0: Okay. And uh
5: I think that he should have been there president. Bush was always there, even the Democrat, my favorite Democrat Johnson Sheryl Kennedy went there. And so I think that all our commander in
6: chief should be at this gate, all right. I don't disagree with Carolina Steve on that, but it's not enough to really change where I would vote. I mean I you know I, I will tell you one other thing just politically for me i i the one thing that I will not do is disrespect the office of the President of the United States of America, no matter if it's a candidate that I support or don't support in that office. You know I feel like we have to that that we've become so critical of whoever's in that office with so little knowledge to what you know to what they really to what they know and what they have on hand you know to trust that they're gonna make the best decision for um everyone in the united states and i and I hopefully that's really the case so okay well yeah well i
5: I spent four years in the military defending the right for people to say what they want to, and I'll never, uh, I'll never give that back up. People have the right in the United States to say what they want to, and let them say it as long as they don't bring harm to the citizens or to our government. Y'all have a nice day.
0: Thank you very much for the call, Carolina. We do appreciate it. Everybody's got different opinions, and I think it's good to share and have an open forum. Regardless, Mike, I agree with you. I think it's important to. Uh, be respectful and, and handle yourself with dignity in every every facet of of how you you discuss uh, the the people who run our country, so i mean that 's simple, and a lot of people don 't grasp that, but it 's difficult to really argue against what you said there Mike
6: thank you
1: <laughs> yeah, because I, I wrote an article about that like a few months ago about
0: what bad mouth in the administration um
1: about the blatant disrespect that this administration has succumbed or has had to deal with that no other president has had to. And I think it's ridiculous. And oh, I mean, first, I mean, there's definitely been presidents in recent history that I was totally against and felt like did a horrible job, but I would never disrespect the fact that they were the president and call them a, you know, so-called president or a so-called this or that. I would still say president such and such and address them with the integrity and honor that their position requires because there's still our president. And I think that's what makes us weak as a nation right now is that we're so busy worrying about the things that make us different that we can't come together on the things that make us the same. Um yeah, I'm I'm gonna get off the soapbox because that could go on forever.
6: <laughs> well you're right on that though too. We need to focus on what makes us the same and what we can well, the the common things we can unite on and um you know, overall Ashley and I have had these political discussions and I know she votes one way and I tend to vote the other way, but generally you and I aren't aren't much different in a lot of the things that we believe in. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so um
1: But at the end of the day, like the, the the factor and this is no pun intended that trumps everything <laughs> is that we're all American. Uh-huh. And that used to mean something. But it doesn't seem to anymore because it's like you're American, but you're Muslim, but you're Christian, but you're atheist, but you're black, but you're white, but you're Mexican. Like Mm -hmm. We've never been that way before. And I think that's probably the saddest thing. The thing that makes me the most disappointed and sad to sometimes say that I'm an American is that other countries don't do this. And we've never done it before.
0: I think it's a combination of, of we talked about earlier with the overdosing on drugs that Twitter... And um you know every every media outlet out there has Twitter and every type of social media um, that is any little comment that's made un- literally under someone's breath off of a microphone is immediately tweeted out, and everybody sees it right so so if if something is said that's negative towards someone, uh, everybody already knows about it before they get back to their car even so I mean it's just a combination of factors that make it. It's, I mean, there's still respectable people on both sides, right? People that handle themselves with, with respect and don't badmouth the other. But it's the people who take such extreme stances that get all the attention. And those are the ones that really make it into such a negative environment that we live in. Yep. So moving right along, not the uh, Politico uh, sports <laughs> buzz or the po- politics <laughs> buzz, but we are the sports buzz. We've got just a, a little bit of time left on the show Uh, this morning we're going to head to a break we appreciate everybody tuning in be sure to join us uh, for our final segment Ashley Mike and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz stay tuned
4: you mean?